Good morning and welcome to worship. Our first hymn this morning will be number 268, Glorious Things of Thee Are Spoken.
Let us begin our service this morning in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our, our scripture reading is found in Psalm 147, and we'll be reading verses 1 to 11. That's Psalm 147, verses 1 to 11. And we read in the name of Jesus. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the brokenhearted and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and of great power his understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heaven with clouds? Who prepareth rain for the earth? Who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains? He giveth to the beasts his food, and to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. Amen. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Almighty God, we come before you this morning thankful for this time that you give us to gather together in here in fellowship around the hearing of your word. Father, we, we, as the psalmist said, hope in your mercy. And we thank you that you have not put us to shame. We pray, dear Lord, for those who aren't able to be with us here this morning, those who are confined to their homes or to hospitals or nursing homes. And we ask, Lord, that, that you would do as you see fit to deliver your word to them. We pray that you would be with all those who are on our prayer list. We remember Jamie Ajo, Andy Toomberg, Al Hapasari, Axel Pakala, Lois Weary, Deb Mersu, Don and Bev Hagel, Linda Robin, Steve Salo, Evan Candle, Barb Lund, Janet Blickenstaff, Deb Toomberg, Dean Welter, Ron Wallace, Ames and Jacqueline Bruin, Eugene Koskala, Don and Vi Salo, and Lincoln Fracky. We ask, Lord, that you would help these individuals and we pray for all those who are mourning and suffering the loss of loved ones we remember the family and friends of Tom Toomberg and we ask Lord that you would comfort all those who mourn all those who are missing someone that you would help them in their grief Lord we pray, pray for our nation we pray for our leaders we pray blessing and wisdom on them and on us and we ask Lord that you would be with those who who serve us in our communities and as in, in, our, in our armed forces. We ask your protection over them. We pray that there would be an end to violence and warfare and terrorism where it rears its ugly head in this world and ask, Lord, that you would, in your mercy, bless our foes and cause all eyes to see that peace, O Christ, can only come from thee, as the hymn writer writes. We pray for all those who are preaching your word we pray that you would make provision for it, that Jesus would be lifted up, that sinners would be brought to repentance, and that the forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name. We pray, Lord, that your blessing would be on us as we gather together in, a, in your church to sing praises to you and to hear your word. We commend this service into your fatherly care, praying that you would hear the silent prayers that are on all of our hearts. For we pray these things in Jesus' name, thanking you for the salvation that we have through his precious atoning blood. Amen. Now hear us, Lord, as together we pray that most perfect prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hymn number 351, Jesus I Come. Jesus, I 
grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 to 27, and we read in the name of Jesus. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 to 27, and we read in Jesus' name. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For I do this thing, for if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, what is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be partakers thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. Let us pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, your word. We pray, sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our text begins with Paul saying, woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. He's expressing that he, in his life, is compelled to preach. That he feels inclined to do this and that it would be bad for him if he was not. Last week we talked about 
our Christian freedom in terms of how we interact with one another. Paul dealt with that quite clearly in chapter 8, that we lay down our freedoms for the sake of our neighbor and esteem the other as better than ourselves when it comes to relating to each other who are Christians. And now Paul deals with another side of that coin. How do we relate to people who are not Christians? And er earlier in chapter 9, he was responding to what we would probably consider an odd accusation. Um, there were people um, who were basically saying that his, um, his, he was a suspect, that his preaching was suspicious because he did not charge people for his preaching, because he did not let people pay him. And so because he would not collect money, people were suspicious of him, like his preaching wasn't worth anything. And so he had to defend that, that yes, he, is, he would be, um, those that preach the gospel should live of the gospel. That yes, he has a right to collect a wage, but he does not do so just in case um, it would reflect poorly on Christ. Um, he says this in, um, now I'm, I'm losing my place. Yes, he says, nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me, for it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glory void. So essentially what he's saying here is that he would be free to collect a wage, but he doesn't want it to reflect poorly on Jesus. And then he turns back to his argument about how we should interact with the world. And he starts out by saying this, this, this interesting statement. Woe is unto me if I preach the gospel, if I don't preach the gospel. And the language muddies this up a little bit. But essentially what he's getting at is that his story is a little different than the other apostles. The other apostles were direct disciples of Jesus. Paul was a direct disciple of a Pharisee. Paul was raised a Pharisee, raised a good Jewish man and was so zealous in his faith that he persecuted the church. Yet Christ found him, just as he found all the other apostles on the road to Damascus and changed his bloodthirsty heart, and Saul became Paul. One who was persecuting Christians became a preacher of Christ. Really, Paul is asserting that he was taken captive by Christ and that the love of Christ compels him to preach the gospel. And that's why when he says, um, and I'll, I'll read from a different translation so that you can um, understand verse 17 maybe a little better. He says, if I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. Essentially what he says is, if his preaching were his work, he would receive a reward. But since he is simply discharging the trust committed to him, 
What then is his reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, he may do it freely. You see, Paul, in urging us to lay aside our freedom for the sake of our neighbor, tells us that he does the very same thing as a preacher. And he says he does it, that he uses his freedom. He would not eat meat if it would cause his brother to stumble. And in the same way, in verse 19, though he is free from all men, though he is free, he says, I have made myself a servant unto all that I might gain the more. He has made himself as a slave. And he says, how does this look? Well, I have become all things to all people. Unto the Jews I became a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I, made, I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. I've heard um, people use this text to justify um, preaching to people different messages. And that's not what Paul is talking about. Paul isn't telling us that we need to go to these different church groups and tell them what they want to hear. Really what he's talking about is not how we interact with each other in the church at all, but he's talking about his missionary efforts. And I want to consider something. In our day and age, we hear a lot about what we would call my truth. Being authentic to your true self. Our culture lifts up individuality and that our own personal freedom, our own individual freedom, as being above all things, even in the political realm. We really appreciate our rights and our freedoms as Americans. And so I think this text will challenge us as we consider what Paul is saying. Because he's telling us that, yes, we are free, but he's telling us what he does is he lays that freedom aside for the sake of his Christian brothers and sisters and for the sake of those he's ministering to. And that means that he's saying, I don't assert my freedom, but instead I consider myself a servant. And when we tell a bunch of Americans to lay down their freedom, well, we didn't become a country by laying down our freedom, did we? So it's a hard thing to hear, especially in our day and age where we think and we're, we're hounded on all sides, so we want to assert our freedom all the more. It's hard to hear. You know, I wonder if Paul was writing this in our day, if he would say something like, to the Democrats, I became a Democrat, that I might win the Democrats. To the Republicans, I became a Republican, that I might win the Republicans. 
To the liberals, I became a liberal. To the conservatives, I became a conservative, that I might win them more. And you start mentioning those words from the pulpit, and all of a sudden, we're in trouble, right? But think about what he's saying here. He's calling us to what he called the Philippian church to, to esteem the other people around us as better than ourselves. This does not mean that we compromise our morals. This does not mean that we allow evil to be spoken of as good and good to be spoken of as evil. This doesn't mean that we walk around with a big hypocrite sign on our forehead, saying one thing and doing another. What this means is that we meet people where we are at and we treat them with love above all things that we might be able to open their ears to the love of Christ. This is what Paul is focusing on. He has told us how love rules our relationships with one another in the church. That if my eating of meat would cause my brother to sin, then I won't eat meat. And he tells us that that is the same for how we should be looking at people in the world. The culture tells us it's up to me. You know, what I think is right is the best. I got to be true to myself. But God calls us to a higher standard. He calls us to be true to Christ. And in a world where everybody's called to be authentic, it's kind of cool to see the scripture calling us to maybe perhaps not necessarily be authentic to ourselves, but instead to find our identity in the one who bought us and the one who shed his blood to cover all of our sins. So what does this look like in our life? What does it mean to be all things to all people? Well, it means that when you're out in the community and you're, you're having a, a cup of coffee or you're visiting with people, your individual rights or your individual, where you're, you would be tempted to lash out or respond in anger, Paul calls us instead to respond in love. Think about it this way. Let's say you're out on a mission trip. And I'll just use a trite example. You hate tea. You know, you're a coffee drinker. And tea is worthless in your eyes. And yet you know that in the culture that you're ministering to, it's very important that if someone offers you something, that you take it and receive it and thank them for it and be grateful for what they gave you. And they give you tea. And you hate tea. I, myself, don't mind tea. I do prefer coffee, but in this example, you hate tea. Sorry if you love it. And so what do you do in that situation? They're offering you tea and you hate it, and yet you know by turning it down you will offend them. Well, you smile, you accept the tea, you thank them for the gift, and you sip it like it's the best tea you've ever had. And is that being fake? Or is it being grateful? And when we treat people with love and kindness and honor, well, the unfortunate reality of this world is that even though it's not about it shouldn't be about us, that it should be only about Jesus, the way we act impacts how people hear. And so God calls us to act with love and lay down our freedom for the sake of our neighbor. So he says, I have become all things to all people that I might win them. And so he lived and acted like a Jew when he was ministering to the Jews. And he lived and acted like the Gentiles when he was ministering to the Gentiles. 
And he lived and acted like he was weak when he was ministering to those who are weak. Now, this does not mean that we lay aside our morals, that we lay aside what's right, that we lay aside what's true. This doesn't mean that if we're ministering to somebody who has some kind of sexual perversion as a cultural icon that we go and join in that. No, not at all. In that case, that would be the height of unlove, to not call out the sin that is around us. You see, preaching, when Paul speaks of preaching the gospel, preaching the good news, the good news involves a preaching of the law, too, that shows us our sin, that opens our ears to hear the gospel. We don't just preach one part of God's word. We don't just share one part of God's word. We share his law and his gospel together. They're held in tension, and they show us our sin, and they show us what Christ has done for us with that sin. And so when we're confronted with things that are immoral, we don't have to hold our tongue. We don't call evil good and good evil. But this is talking about those things that just might be a little different to us. And certainly there is a way for us to speak the truth in love. And so preserve a relationship and keep ears open. Paul goes on to say, Know ye not that they which run a race run all, but one receives the prize. And he says, So you run that you may obtain. Every man striveth for the mastery, is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. He uses an example of athletics. He says, I don't fight like one who beats the air, futilely. I don't run a race to receive a prize that is going to fall away. The prize that awaits us is not one that comes from exercising futility. The prize that comes to us is an incorruptible crown. In another place, he says, I have fought the fight, I have kept the faith. And henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give. And not to me only, but to all who love his appearing. You see, Christ laid down his life for us to purchase us, to make us his own. And he calls us that in our lives we're to do the same thing for our neighbor, not compromising the truth, but holding the truth sacred and holding our neighbor um, sacred and loving them enough to share the truth with them. Not being true to ourselves, not being true to our identity as sinners, but being true to Christ and being true to our identity in him. And so Paul says, I can be all things to all people in order to win them for Christ. And so perhaps we may call the church a place of hypocrites. Paul simply calls us to meet people where they're at. To not try to change them into little pictures of us. The kingdom of God is bigger than these walls. The kingdom of God is bigger than this church. And in all the different manifestations of God's kingdom around this world, God calls us to minister. And he calls us to be all things to all people. 
that we might win them. And in your life, this may bear out in different ways. But the end result is the same. We point people to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And today, God gives us the grace to partake of his holy sacrament. Where Jesus says, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And here in this sacrament, God meets us where we're at. He meets us where we're at. In our doubt, in our fear, in our struggle. And he tells us that we belong to him. He tells us that our sins are forgiven. And he visits us with his own body and blood to show us that reality in this life where so much of what we do is governed by what we can't see, so much of our faith. Here in communion, he gives us something to see, something to hold on to. Like the psalmist says, where we can taste and see that the Lord is good. And so you can be at because though you fail in being all things to all people, Jesus did not fail. In fact, he who knew no sin became sin for you, that he, you would be made the righteousness of God in him. And in light of that, is it really so hard to lay down our freedom for the sake of our neighbor? No, it's not. May God enable us to do that work through his divine strength. Amen. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Almighty God, we come before you giving you thanks for your son who humbled himself and took upon himself the form of a servant and was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. We pray that you would give us the grace to do the same, to lay down our life for the sake of our neighbor, and so to live in this world according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First of all, I have a thank you note to read from uh, Arabout last weekend's uh, fundraiser. We want to thank all the volunteers that helped make Jamie Ajo's benefit a success. So many volunteers donated by advertising, making soup, chili, bread, desserts, help serve and clean up. Everyone stepped in wherever the need was. A thank you also for everyone that attended. You all have made a significant difference by, or for Jamie and his family. May God bless you all, Dennis D. and Elma and I. Uh, last Sunday we raised uh, over 18000 and during the week uh, we received enough so that we're over 20000 So uh, it was a huge success. We had over 400 that uh, took or ate the meal. Then this coming Monday night we had scheduled a board meeting, and we'll have to move that till February 12th, following Monday night. 7 p.m. Uh, Wednesday night, February 7th, Bible study at 7 p.m. Worship service next Sunday at 10.30, Bible study at 9.15. Uh, February newsletters are in the fellowship hall. And then looking ahead to February 14th, Wednesday night, uh, it's Ash Wednesday. And we're planning on having a meal at 5.30 with 
services at 6.30. There's a sign-up sheet in the fellowship hall for anyone that would volunteer <coughs> to do the meals. Uh, it looks like we have six Lent services. Easter Sunday is March 31st. Uh, lunch following the communion service for everyone. Hymn 487, Cleanse Me. Surrender 
In his catechism, Luther gives us instruction on Holy Communion. And he tells us who this is for. He says, who then receives this sacrament worthily? He says, fasting and bodily preparation are indeed a good outward discipline, but he is truly worthy and well prepared faith in these words, given and shed for you for the remission of sins. But that he that believes not these words or doubts is unworthy and unprepared, for the words for you require truly believing hearts. Let us now pray with and for them who will now partake of the Lord's Holy Supper. Lord Jesus Christ, life, grant that thy holy communion may be a blessing to all those who today shall partake of it, that through the power of thy body and blood they may receive peace and comfort to their souls and be strengthened in faith, love, and a lively hope of eternal life. Amen. Truly it is meet, right, and blessed that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, holy Lord, almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us now confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you.
May this, the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift, of which you have now partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen.
Savior, when 
Praise the Lord for his gracious gift, of which you have now partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Surely now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen. Splendent in whiteness, a 
the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls into eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have now partaken and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen. Into all. 
newspaper shall cease is the pearl of great price yours forever have you jesus and him him and Let us give thanks and pray. We thank you, O Lord, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we beseech you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through this communion in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Ghost, in one Godhead from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Now humble your hearts before God and receive the Lord's benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we will now sing hymn number 174, all blessing, honor, thanks, and praise. All blessing, honor, thanks, and praise to Father, Son, and Spirit. God saved us by His grace. All glory to His merit. O Father, in the hands above, Thy glorious works show forth Thy love.
Zion, Lord, the house of thine abode, the church our blessed Redeemer saved with his own precious blood. I love thy church, O God, her walls before thee stand, dear as the apple of thine eye, engraven on thy hand. For her my tears shall fall, for her my prayers ascend, to her my cares and toil begin, till boils of hope shall end. Beyond my highest joy, I prize her heavenly ways, her sweet communion solemn vows, her hymns of love and Jesus, thou friend divine, our Savior and our King, every sin shall great deliverance bring. Sure as thy truth shall last, to Zion shall be of hell.